ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 proudly present The Killer Bees. Definitely a fan of The Killer Bees. Don't sweat the technique. Coming to you live from the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios from East River 9. Here now are The Killer Bees, Joe Blank and Jeremy Branham. Oh, hell yeah. You about to get all stung up. Still can't believe y'all didn't play my Jets game. Jets getting two and a half against the Minnesota, the uh, Denver Broncos. Oh, I'm sure we'll hear about it if it. Jets getting two and a half on the road at Denver, not playing it. It makes me it makes me very very sad. Uh, anyways, join Culture Map and Sports Map on October 25th for the tailgate and all-out celebration of Houston sports and the fans who cheer them on. Savor tailgate-inspired bites from your favorite restaurants, including FM Kitchen, Twin Peaks, The Waffle Bus, many, many more. Sip on signature drinks, enjoy game day activities, plus VIP ticket holders can meet and greet with former Houston Texan Jonathan Joseph. Tickets are on sale now and include all food and drinks. Use promo code ESPN for $10 off any ticket type. Head to tailgate.culturemap.com, tailgate.culturemap.com to get your tickets today. Astros start postseason baseball tomorrow. They take on the Minnesota Twins, who beat the Toronto Blue Jays in the wild card round. Of course, the Minnesota Twins are led by their star, Edward Julian, their best middle infielder on that baseball team. Uh, The Astros, we know their pedigree. They've been to four World Series in this golden era. They've won two of them. They've been to six straight ALCSs. Is this a team this year, this year's version of the Houston Astros, 2023 Houston Astros? Is this team built for playoff baseball? Are they built for October? I really think they are because I think that the offense travels. I just feel like now that they're healthy and Dusty actually has some depth on his bench, but you know, no matter who he chooses, I think there's a lot of right answers as opposed to what we saw during the regular season, which was there, in my opinion, was a lot of wrong answers that he was picking and choosing and playing. And a lot of it was because he was limited and a lot of it because Dusty's going to Dusty. But now when you add Michael Brantley, Brantley, who right now says he's 100%, and you have Yiner Diaz, who's not going to start a game behind the plate but gives you an extra bat with some thump coming off the bench, the starting pitching seems to be getting right. I don't know if they're going to ever be what they were even a year ago, but I think that they're right enough because the bullpen behind them is good, and I think that this team is still constructed in a way where they can put quick, uh, uh, crooked numbers up in a hurry, and, and I believe that they have enough pitching to get back in the neighborhood of where they have been in the, for the past six-plus years. I think that they can get to the American League Championship Series. I think they can get to the World Series, and it just depends on from that point on of just seeing where you are with the, the, the question marks of the pitching staff. 713-780-3776. Do you think the Astros are built for October? I, I think that they are. I, I think that the way this roster is constructed – is with a playoff build. And I think there's I think there's different ways to build rosters. I think there's some regular season builds. Honestly, I think the Baltimore Ravens and the, the or the Baltimore Orioles and the Texas Rangers are regular season builds because I don't really trust their pitching, quite frankly. Um, but they have the offense that can slug you into the postseason. I, I think that playoff baseball is a little bit more about pitching than it is the offense. And I know a lot of people right now are yelling at their radios, well, the Astros had a better offense this year than they did a pitching staff. While that's true, you can also cut off some of the fat once you get to the playoffs, especially in a division series round when you have two off days over a potential five-game stretch. You play five games in seven days. The top of this rotation is one that I feel good about. Like Justin Verlander in 2023 
isn't as good as Justin Verlander in 2022, but he's still been very, very good, and he still has that experience and that pedigree. Framber Valdez, while he in 2023 isn't as good as he was in 2022, he's still Framber Valdez, who spent better parts of this year as the best pitcher in all of the American League that was not named Garrett Cole, and Garrett Cole's not in the playoffs. So I feel really good about the top half of this rotation. I feel better about Christian Javier than I did four weeks ago, right? Like, I'm still not comfortable with Christian Javier like I was last postseason, but I still know what he's capable of, and we've seen flashes of Christian Javier being much closer to that. While the Astros don't really have a true four starter, not a lot of teams really do, and they have some options that can at least give you some innings there, and then they have a bullpen that I think is built for the postseason. Ryan Presley has done it a lot. He's done it before. He knows what it's like, and he's been pretty good this year. Uh, Brian Abreu, you can make the case, has been the best reliever in all of baseball. So that makes me feel confident. Neris has been very good, postseason success of last year. And then even some of the other guys who have been a little bit up and down, Rafael Montero was there last year. Kendall Graven was on this team two years ago. So from a pitching point of view, while I don't think the pitching staff's as good as it was a year ago, especially from the numbers point of view, I think it's a team that has a playoff construct. Like I feel like it's a play a pitching staff that plays for October and the postseason. I think the other thing too, Jeremy, is is when you're looking at all these different pitchers across baseball look at how many have had that kind of playoff seasoning look at that look at the ones that have had success look at them the pitchers that have been there done that and, and and have gotten results and you look at an Astros pitching staff that is laden with guys that have had some form of success that have the kind of stuff that translates if they can just figure it completely out when you look at what we know that Christian Javier can be and we know that his arm has been taxed he's had a lot of, of wear and tear on that arm from the World Baseball Classic to everything that he's done with how many postseasons he's been in we still believe and they signed him long term for a reason the guy's got above average stuff in this game as does Verlander still as he kind of adapts and he's a chameleon and he changes things but he tinkers for the right reasons the right way and finds a different way to get the same kind of results so you got those three at the top of your, your starting rotation that not a lot of teams have. But then on the backside of it, to your point, you've got three quality-type major league starters to choose from, which a lot of teams don't have. And if you're going to piggyback them and they don't have to go as far and, and, and do as much, but they have the stuff that can get outs for four, three, four, five innings, that's all you can ask for. And I think that's why they're set up as much as their offense, if healthy, is as good as anybody but Atlanta maybe in baseball. So the staff, I... You know, I, I have visions that they can be better than their staff in the regular season. Maybe that's, you know, over-the-top optimism, homerism, however you want to put that. From the offensive point of view, you know, we certainly feel some kind of way about the catcher position. Maldonado has that experience, whatever. Like, we don't feel great about Maldonado playing a bunch of games. It is what it is. Jose Abreu's been better post-injury than he was pre-injury, so that's that's good. That's promising. Jose Altuve didn't have a good postseason last year. I'm curious to see what he looks like in the postseason this year. But still, Jose Altuve has the second most postseason home runs of any baseball player in the history of the game. Jeremy Pena was clutch last year in the postseason, had the ALCS MVP uh, and the World Series MVP. Bregman's had some big moments. And then you look at what you got in the outfield. Kyle Tucker's a guy you believe in. Chaz had a pretty big playoff last year. Mauricio Dumont's probably going to play more this year in the postseason than he did last year. Brantley's a professional hitter. And Jordan Alvarez has some of the biggest moments in Astros history. So I think that the Astros are kind of the antithesis of the Rangers and the Orioles, where I look at those two teams as teams that I don't think 
were really built for the playoffs. I think they're more built for a regular season, out slugging you, winning a bunch of games over the course of 162, whereas I think the Astros' strengths are accentuated in playoff baseball. Well, I think you're right. To the, and to that level, let's also think about the fact that the injuries that this team sustained during the course of the season – not from the pitching staff, but from an offensive perspective, might be a blessing in disguise. There's not a ton of wear and tear on Jose Altuve, offensively or or defensively with an arm that we already know is a little less than average uh, when he makes plays at second base. But now we've seen him excel with the with the shorter season size for him and and, and crush the baseball. So there's no reason to believe that a fresher and healthier Jose Altuve can only benefit you in the lineup. The same thing with Jordan. We knew he was going to miss time. We know he always does. But we also know that the less wear and tear in the regular season makes for a better Jordan in the playoffs. And Michael Brantley is the ultimate because he hardly played in the regular season. But when you needed him most, and he did play, he performed at a really high level that a lot of people, including myself, weren't expecting. And now he's going to be, as we are told, 100% for the playoffs, at least to start with. So as long as he's healthy, too, and a guy that was as good for you as Jordan, I mean, as Yiner Diaz is now going to be moved around and, and coming off your bench, strengthens your bench. I, I just think that as good as they were at just kind of treading water in the regular season, we haven't seen the best of this offense yet, and we might see it in the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's just a roster and a build that's uh, built for the postseason. We'll see. It all comes to a head tomorrow. Uh, 713-780-ESPN-HRP listener line, 6212 uh, do you think Dubon gets the start in center field tomorrow? No, no question about it in my mind. Whether he is the the Justin Ver, Verlander's personal center fielder or not, or it's just Dusty Dustying, Dusty likes having him in center field when JV pitches, and, and Dusty's also a creature of habit. He ain't changing now, and I believe Dubon will be in center field. I, I do too. I think that Dusty likes Dubon in center field because he thinks Dubon's his best defensive, outfield, best defensive center fielder that he's comfortable playing. I think Myers is your better defensive center fielder, but I don't think he sees a start. Verlander's a guy who pitches to fly balls, so he, they, he prefers Dubon in center field over Chaz. And also, Chaz has the worst arm on the team, where Dubon has one of the stronger arms on the team. And if it's a fly ball pitcher, you got a runner at second, you got a runner at third, you get a fly ball, you're looking at tag-up opportunities. And Dubon gives you either A, a chance to throw him out, or B, the runner has to respect his arm in center field. You can't run on him. So I think that's why Dusty prefers Dubon in center field. I do expect Dubon to start in center field. The question that I now have is, you're facing a righty. All the starters in the Twins rotation are righties. And Bailey overrated. So Bailey overrated is on the mound. Who's playing left field if we expect Dubon in center field? Are we playing Chaz in left? Or are you looking at Michael Brantley or Jordan Alvarez in left? Whether For so many reasons, whether there's any, it was or is a rift or has been a rift with Chaz or whatever between Dusty and Chaz, this doesn't have anything to do with it. This is that there is no doubt in my mind Dusty Baker believes that Michael Brantley, when healthy, should be the starting left fielder for this team. And if Michael Brantley is facing a righty and what Michael Brantley did late in the season is everything that you can expect for him for the playoffs, Michael Brantley will be in left field. Chaz McCormick probably will not play uh, in this first game. Dubon will be in center field, and you will see a platoon situation in center between Dubon and Chaz for the rest of the playoffs. I, I'm right there with you. I think that's what we're going to see. I think Dubon plays center. I think Brantley plays left. In fact, I think Brantley put himself in the lineup today by saying, I'm 100%. I have no limitations. I think that was Michael Brantley telling Dusty Baker, put me in the lineup tomorrow. Unless he has soreness somewhere after playing in a game, until we hear differently, we heard 100%, and that's all Dusty needed to hear. You, you feel like that, though? Like Brantley saying that 
I feel was a was a was a absolutely not, and not to say that Brantley wouldn't tell Dusty that as well behind closed doors, but I feel like that was Brantley like letting letting everybody publicly know that if he's not in the lineup tomorrow, it's not because of injury. I think he knew that there was a question to be answered about left field, and I think that was his way of politely taking care of the situation from his point of view and letting everybody know. Basically, he wants to be in left field. He's ready to play. He's 100%. If Dusty changes his mind, it's obviously on Dusty now, but I don't think he will. 713-780-ESPN. What are the big questions you have with the Astros beginning the ALDS tomorrow? Also, what one player do the Astros need to be at their best this postseason to reach maximum success? 713-780-3776. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. If you're in a car wreck, this is how you reach maximum success. You call Hollingsworth Law Firm. There's always a little bit of hesitation calling a lawyer. I understand that because they're expensive, billable hours. I give them one call. They're charging me $1,000. Not with Hollingsworth Law Firm because you do not pay till you win. It's so important, Jeremy, because everybody is going through life day to day and a lot of times paycheck to paycheck. And even though you get in an accident and you know it's not your fault and you know that you you should be righted for everything that's gone wrong, you also realize that those legal fees add up. That no matter what you think you deserve, you might not get anywhere near it because of the fact that you have to pay exorbitant legal fees. Well, that's not how Hollingsworth Law Firm works. They specialize in car accidents, and whether you're fighting the insurance company to get what you deserve or fighting someone who was at fault not wanting to pay you for what damages occurred, that's not going to be a problem with Hollingsworth Law Firm because they are going to take care of you. They only get paid when you win, and they are going to be in your corner every step of the way. Do not let the insurance companies run over you. If you or someone you know has been involved in a car wreck or accident, give Hollingsworth Law Firm a call right now for your free consultation. 713-999-8773. 713-999-8773. Or check them out online at carwrecktexas.com. That's carwrecktexas.com. ESPN 975.com Fighter of the Night Man. You're a master of karate and friendship for everyone. Damn Back in the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios at East River 9, it's the Killer Bees, Joe Blank and Jeremy Branham. He's Blank, I'm Branham, Killer Bees broadcasting live, East River 9. We're broadcasting outside today. It's a sunglass show kind of day. Those are my favorite shows. Uh, East River 9, great spot to have a bite, have a drink, play some par 3 golf, full driving range, pickleball, the full nine yards. And then you can also take a look at the beautiful uh, downtown skyline off in the distance. Thanks for having us out. Fantastic. Also, they, they got a new huge TV out on the patio, a massive big screen TV. It's a great spot to uh, hang out outside, watch your sports. Also, thanks to General Ben. Uh, for sponsoring today's uh, live broadcast at East River 9. Someone texted in, 713-780-3776, that uh, statistically uh, Chaz McCormick has a stronger arm than Mauricio Dubon. Now, one, that's not true. Uh, There's some metrics out there that show you Chaz has a stronger arm. It's because it also factors in, like, Mauricio Dubon's throws on the infield. Um, But if you look at their baseball savant, and it measures just like their velo, uh, Mauricio Dubon's in the 85th percentile. Like he can get it up to like over ninety miles per hour. Chaz McCormick's in the fiftieth percentile at eighty-five. Chaz McCormick's arm value is listed as the twenty-fifth percentile in baseball savant. 
Um, whereas they don't they don't have enough throws for Marisha Dubon to actually measure it. Marisha Dubon has a far stronger arm. This texture, I mean, plus just watch. Like, just watch. Chaz McCormick's arm's a wet noodle. Dubon, whenever he wants to, can fire it in there. There's no doubt about that. Uh, this texture would go on and say Chaz is a superior defensive center fielder. I think in terms of range, I would agree that Chaz is a better center fielder. Like, Dubon's faster, I believe, than Chaz, but I think Chaz gets better jumps, better reads. Dubon, I think, gets infielders' reads out in center field. But you can't debate their arms. Dubon has a far greater arm. No, and I was going to say that. My big thing, just from an eye test, without baseball savant or anything else, is I believe that Chaz McCormick, aside from throwing arm, and center fielder, you're not normally looking for a cannon, but when you look at it, I think Chaz is a, is a better defensive center fielder in my mind just because of the reads, the fearlessness, the fact that he knows how to climb and get to a wall. Dubon's a lot of time backpedaling uh, and, and looks like he doesn't know which shoulder to turn on, so he kind of goes straight back where you can get yourself caught and you can, you can go down on your keister, uh, and it's not the right way to really attack a baseball. I really believe a lot it, it strongly in Chaz's defense as an outfielder. Now, not as a, a defensive throwing outfielder, but in terms of his defense, I would put him right there with Jake Myers, and I think he's a better defensive outfielder than Dubon. But I will tell you that I agree with you that Dubon has a better throwing arm than Chaz. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Chaz in center field over Dubon guy there too. I don't really like using Dubon in center field. Chaz, I think, is the better defender, but I, I'm not going to say that Chaz has the anywhere near the arm of a, of a Mauricio Dubon. Now, the Jake Myers conversations worthy of having. I think Jake Myers is your better defensive center fielder. I don't think Dusty wants Jake Myers to start a single playoff game. And Jake Myers' arm is not a discussion. I think Jake's arm is better than Chaz's. I don't. I think Jake looks like that something needs to be mechanically, not even mechanically, medically fixed there or something. Because I, when, I, when Jake first got called up, I thought, oh, he's got a pretty good arm as well as being a really good defensive outfielder. And I know he went through and sustained a lot of shoulder injuries and stuff. He has never been close to the same. And I, I just I can't stand it. It hurts me watching him throw a baseball. Jake's been measured at 86. Ooh, I don't know. Velo. Just telling you the measurement. I, I understand. And Chaz is at 85. They have uh, Jake in the 58th percentile, Chaz at 50th. That's just the measurements, and they, they same measurements, some that show Chaz with a stronger arm than Dubon, and we, we know that's not the case. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. Who is the one Astro that needs to be their best for the Astros to have a tremendous amount of success in the playoffs? 6902, the most important player for the Astros to reach full success is Jose Altuve. When Altuve is hitting, everyone is hitting, and they're unstoppable. The yeah, but to that, I don't disagree, 6902, but the yeah, but to that is the 2022 playoffs when Altuve was nowhere near his best and the Astros still won the World Series. No, the, the, the answer in my mind is just Jordan Alvarez because we always said that's the reason why he should DH and the Jordan rules were created by our show because of the fact that Jordan Alvarez in the lineup makes this team special. Jordan Alvarez out of this lineup makes this team extremely vulnerable, and that's what you don't want. He brings everything to the table. He can hit for average. He can hit for power. He can hit in the clutch. He does everything that you want and expect out of a middle-of-the-lineup, big-time hitter in a big-time playoff-type caliber baseball team. And that's why, to me, it's the easy answer. Yeah, you obviously love Altuve, and he does a lot of the things that they mentioned. But he just, to me, there's just one answer because of the the capabilities to have that big boom uh, whenever you need it and still also get big-time hits. Gopher agrees with you, says uh, Jordan. It's hard for me to pick a specific offensive player because they're one of nine. And I think that the rest of the offense can lift any one single player. Jordan had the big moments last year. Jordan didn't have like a, just a consistent 
you know, banger of a playoff. Now he had amazingly big moments, clutch moments that you couldn't have won without him. You know, you don't win game one. You might not win game two and he homered off Castillo. Uh, certainly game six of the World Series. So he had amazing moments. But I think because the rest of the offense can lift any one single player like the Astros lifted Jose Altuve last year, it's hard for me to pick a, a, an offensive player, uh, quite frankly. Like MLB.com had it. They listed Christian Javier. I can certainly see the case for Christian Javier. Now, can you win it all if Christian Javier doesn't give you anything in the playoffs? I think you can. Now, Fromber and Verlander would have to be great. You're going to need some heroes in, like, that fourth spot rotation. For me, I think it's Brian Abreu. Like, I think it's Brian Abreu because you're going to use him in close games. You're going to use him in high leverage games. You're probably going to use him for an inning plus. You're going to use him in the, the most difficult spots of the game. And, Ho- and Brian Abreu has, like, given you the confidence that you expect him to succeed in those spots. But if he's not that Brian Abreu, I think he could go south fast. Yeah, he could. I-, I think that the one thing that I would lean towards a position player on is their plan. You know, your, your main players are going to play in every single game and every moment of every single game. Uh, and I also think that a lot of times when you factor in Jordan, I think you factor in that a lot of teams try to pitch around him without giving him an intentional walk. I think they're going to they're gonna pitch around him and not get beat by him a lot. Uh, so that has to be factored in as well. But I, I think that might that be a case for Tucker. Maybe that too, yeah. I, I think that the, good, the beauty of all this and the, the, the point you were making too is you could pick a, a lot of different guys in this lineup because there's so many guys in this lineup that could be different makers. Look at the other Abreu. If Jose Abreu steps it up even a little bit and, and kind of carries over the Arizona series, it's a totally different baseball team, and it's a totally different perspective across baseball in terms of what this offense is capable of doing. Yeah, I know I know it's like what one guy, but I, I think it's the corners. Like This, this series, this team, they're going to go as far as Jose Abreu and Alex Bregman take them. Like It's kind of been like that all year, but like if those two guys are going – with Bregman batting second and Abreu batting fifth, like your team is just in a way different position. Yep. So, like, however the corners of the infield take you offensively, that's how far this team's going to go. If they give you nothing, like I think the Astros are going to struggle. Yep. But like, if, if they're good, their offense is going to run through anybody. To, to Blanker's point, like I, I, I totally expect teams to have the mindset we're not going to let Jordan beat us. Like mm-hmm. you saw it in the Seattle series where yeah. they're they're walking Jordan to get to Kyle Tucker, yep. one of the best Which players in the American League. Like that is that's full blown Barry Bonds treatment, where you're so scared of Jordan Alvarez that you rather pitch to a guy that's probably going to finish top three, top five in AL MVP voting this year. But they might also have that approach with Jordan and Kyle Tucker. So where that now throws Jose Abreu into the mix, he's probably batting behind Kyle Tucker, and then the table setters in front of them, because I expect Alex Bregman uh, to be in the two spot. Garrick with a good nugget. He said Altuve hit over 300 in the World Series last year. It was the DS and the CS where he struggled. But that's kind of the point, right? Because you had the rest of the offense lift lift Jose Altuve to, to just do enough. I think you can I, – I don't, I don't love the answer being an offensive player. I can understand the Javier. I mean, Jordan is your key cog. Like, I just don't expect him to be pitched to in critical spots. Um, 9-2-2-9, do you all really think 1-9, the Strohs have a better offensive lineup than the Rangers? I do. I really do. I think that there's some holes in the Rangers lineup. I think that a year ago when we were talking about this lineup, we were worried about the bottom three. And I don't think when when healthy like they are right now and currently constructed, I'm not worried about anybody other than Maldi in this lineup. Pena started picking it up when he wasn't trying to hit the long ball as much and started kind of basically taking the ball the other way a little bit more and trying to hit for base hits. I think that when you have the option of Dubon and Chaz, Chaz really put together a nice full body of work for the season. Dubon had a little bit of a, 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 a slight step back in the middle of the season, picked it up late again, but your center fielder getting the kind of offensive production that those two guys can put out there, 
and and a healthy Michael Brantley changes everything so drastically too that I think that if if you're only worried about Maldi in this lineup, yeah, I think it's better than the Rangers. Yeah, I I have to give the lean for the Rangers because I mean they had the best offense in the regular season, so I just have to I have to go that way. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. You can continue to send in who you think are the most important Astros in the playoffs, but we got a game to play next. How did y'all do last week? I wasn't here for uh, who say I didn't do very well. No. Well, the team's back together. The yeah, team's back together. Last week. Yeah, team's Joe, back Joe together. was dominant, and he was wrong. I'm feeling like I'm going to have a uh, – no, I'm not feeling very good about this at all. Who said it? Everybody's favorite game. We guess what ESPN 97.5 personalities had to say. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Hey, right now, before we go to the break, I want to tell you about the good people again at MyBookie. MyBookie, great for this weekend, great for any weekend, great for any time that there's a sporting event. You know why? Because if you love sports and you love putting money down on sports, you can go to MyBookie.ag anytime, day or night, put money on games, catch those odds, catch all those different things that you like to do, from parlays to money lines to all the different spreads to the over-unders, and you can catch it at MyBookie.ag. And the reason why I tell you to go there is because they love to take care of their customers. They take care of you, the customer, all the time. Right now, again, they're taking care of you, the customer, because whether you're signing up for the first time or you're coming back and putting more money in your account, you put in at least 50 bucks, you get 200 extra bucks in your account instantly, ready to go, so you have more money in your account, more games you can bet on, and, of course, more chances for you to win. And if you take that bonus money, once you get it in your account, bet it one more time. If you win it and want to take it out, all yours, do with it as you will. Take it out, have some fun, go spend it, go shopping. You're going to have fun because of mybookie.ag. They take care of you. All you got to do is remember the promo code BET975. That's how you get that bonus. New customers and returning customers, when they ever, whenever they ask you to put in a code, if you put in BET975, you are going to cash in. And especially right now with this promotion they got running, you put in 50 and get 200 extra, how do you beat that? You know you got the baseball playoffs this weekend. You know you got college and pro football. You got UFC. You got golf on TV. You've got all the different options, including soccer, that are out there for you to bet on. And the only place I tell you to do it is mybookie.ag because they take care of you by using the promo code BET975. I always tell you this. I'm not going to stop. You guys take my advice if you want, but if you do, you're going to cash in. Always remember, bet anything, anytime, anywhere. With the only place I tell you to do it, it's mybookie.ag and use that promo code BET975. Don't miss Astros Playoff Baseball. It's gone! The second home run of the ball game for Kyle Tucker. Live tomorrow on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. It's now time for the mega producer Joe George to do what he does best, and that's stumping. No one can stump the best stumper in Stumpville, and that's Stumpy Joe. Stumpy Joe. What happened to Stumpy Joe? The official explanation was he choked on vomit. Today, Stumpy Joe will try to stump the killer bees with who said it. Let the stumping begin. Let's get stumped. Killer Bees broadcasting live, East River 9. Great spot. Come hang out. Great spot to watch your sports this weekend. Big, massive TV out in the patio, which is going to be great weather all weekend long. All right, it's time for us to seek some revenge in Who Said It. Joe, what quirky rules do we need to know this week? Well, it's not are, really revenge, though, Jeremy, because Joe, we I normally, don't think we did. No, but you guys are. You and I didn't do it. No, the, no Joe, I think two weeks ago we didn't do yeah, it. Well. Producers, oh, right. producers are on a three-week win streak. Yeah. Joe sabotaged our side of it last week no, by being the sake you. of the producers? Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, no rule. No new rules. We're going back to the old rules. So only person, only on-air host. Only on-air host. 
No combo, no action class. Oh, just five? Oh, no action class I either. Hated that we one. are we are going you didn't like that? No, not at you all. You guys got it every week. I know we were good at it, that's why I didn't complain, but I didn't think it was John Madden doing okay. the acting class. Well, so we only- are we are going back to the rules that existed when I got here. Sometimes you have to admit when you're wrong, or maybe you're just tired of complaining. But we're going back to the old rules. Okay. Five hosts, that's, that's it. Alright, number one. The only game I would have pointed out going into this week would have been the road game against the Cincinnati Bengals, who look like doo-doo against the Tennessee Titans. 15-2 and two is crazy, not impossible. Why would you just look at uh, Josh? It wasn't Josh. Yeah, well, he's there. He just wasn't looking at you. I'm curious to see if Josh knows which ones are from his show. Okay, say it again. Yeah. The Josh only, doesn't listen to his own show. The only game I would have pointed out going into this week would have been the road game against the Cincinnati Bengals, who look like doo-doo against the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Who would use that word? Doo-doo. Fifteen and two is That's crazy. It's not impossible. I think this is Paul. Paulie uses doo-doo. I think Paul is the only person who would say doo-doo. Maybe Beard, but he just told us it wasn't Beard. John, uh, Granado would would use either bleep or yeah. or PC would use doo-doo. A BD, uh, PC would probably say crap. Crap. I think this is, and then also like fifteen and two, like toying on like the sarcasm of positivity. Lance wouldn't. Would Lance use doo doo because the NFL Network uh, told him so? I don't. Th- <laughs> no? I think. I think this is Paul. I, 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 I pretty much I agree with you. All right, let's go with that. Paul, go on. The only game that I would have pointed at bef- um, yeah. going into this week would have been on the road against the Cincinnati Bengals, who looked like Paul is definitely against doo-doo. the Tennessee Titans. Fifteen and two is crazy. I mean, he uses the. Term. It's That's not impossible. <laughs> Doo-doo is the one that gave. And he gave you the cackle. That's <laughs> Ma- that's that's Mabes. Oh, that's that cackle was Mabes. Right. Mabes right. cackle. Number two is a short one. It's giving out marital advice. Uh, okay. Number two, you need to get out of the first marriage as soon as possible. Okay, so this is probably I, people who get divorced. Man, I'm gonna tell you something that, that, that I had some insight on this a couple weeks ago when I was at dinner with. A client and yeah. Granado and a few others that had been married twice, and Granado was leading the band on this one about you ain't live until you get to your second marriage. And I was like, that's oh, pretty uncomfortable for me, but okay. So have you uh, have you been divorced? No, yeah, me either. Um, what was so same? I've also not been divorced. Say it again. <laughs> um, your ex was pretty hot last night, though. The Bears look great. Yeah. You need to get out of that first marriage as soon as possible. I feel like you're only saying this if you've had a divorce, right? And you're on your second marriage. Lance hasn't been married twice, has he? I think so. He has? I think so. I don't know, man. His kids are pretty old. Yeah, but I think that's the thing. I think that either his first marriage or his first relationship, I think, but I'm not sure. And Patrick's only been married. Definitely Granado's been married twice, I know. Pauly, God forbid. I mean, no, he's never been married. I think we play the math here and go Granado. That's what I was feeling from the jump. You want to go with that? That's fine. All right, John Granado. You need to get out of that (laughs) first marriage as soon as possible, both of you. Both of you? Who's he talking to? <laughs> he's talking to Lance, and then I think he's talking to Michael Connor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he went. Like, I forgot he said that at the end. I must have left that. So Lance out. has only been married once. Yeah. He Michael w- Connor's married. See, I'm I'll be learn, honest with I'm you. I have to learn Michael Connor's quirks. I don't know Michael Connor's quirks. See, our, our cl- and we were at dinner. It, it had come up that the client was so, getting ready for marriage number two, getting out of, getting ready to go to marriage number two, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so Granado. So this is a saying he likes to go to. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, <laughs> he's I had it in his arsenal. When I pulled it, I didn't, I didn't really know that's something John 
often discussed. Well, I didn't until I went to dinner and I felt very uncomfortable. Yeah. Now I'm glad I, I got, was able to use he it. Drop in that that saving more <laughs> that saying more than like uh, who doesn't. That was a tough loss, man. All right, got to take the L on that one. Good, good, right. good, good start here. All right, this one's talking about. Uh, they're talking about the worst fans in the sports. I moved Dodgers fans off my list. I'm moving them off. Well, they do murder people. That should probably be a notch against them. You want my first initial? Mm-hmm. Patrick Creighton. <sighs> yeah, I could see him saying that. Why are you talking about the fan bases, though? I could see this being uh, Josh Beard and the Who. I could, or Connor and Beard. I could see this being Conan the Beardarian. I was going to say that's not the name of the show. It's not Beard and the Who anymore? Connor and Beard. So how does Beard go from being first on the marquee to now being second on the marquee? We, we felt that they Con- they felt said, like they Connor said they discussed and it. Beard. It rolled off the tongue better. I mean, yeah, Beard yeah. comes first alphabetically. And he's been at the station longer, so he has seniority. Well, what's the better nickname? But he's such a humble guy that he said that he basically felt like it sounded better and that he could be okay with yeah, it. Yeah, but you're avoiding controversy too much. I want controversy. What's, what's, a, what's better for the listener, calling him cabs? Well, you don't want the listeners to have or, any input. Or BACs. Well, beard and nothing Connor. rolls like the beeves. Beard and so. Connor, Connor and Beard. Okay, Connor and Beard rolls off the tongue. Yeah, better. yeah, it does. That's what they said. That that's how they came to it. Because I listened to their show religiously. We're the only show anymore. I'm proud with of a, my son. We're the only show with a name anymore. The bench. Not anymore. They're not called the bench anymore. Yeah, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> we when changed, did that happen? If you look at the website and everything, they're just called John and Lance. Sons of bench. When did they that dropped happen? It? I don't know if that's official, but I just no, said it. No, it's so not official. Can't be. It's on the website, ESPN975.com. Look at show schedule. It says John and Lance. It says John and Lance. Yeah, but that's like Wikipedia. Anybody can change that. Well, but oh, that's we, the but, bench. But management changed it. No, not the show title. I'm talking about the website. Anybody can change the 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 website. All right, someone, it does. It does say that. It does I, say I thought it was Patrick you. Creighton. What, did you have any first? Oh yeah. Are we going to get fired because we it? have a real show name? Maybe we should change it. Yeah, they have like new graphics and stuff. Yeah, it says John and Lance. I told you. I think, John might, and Lance I think we might. I think we get fired soon. We better hurry up and change our show name to Branham and Blank. If we're untouchable and again, Branham by and killing Blank. this segment by winning. <laughs> on who said it? I don't know. All right, what's your guys' answer? I think it's from their show. You do? I think it's Connor. You don't think? I think it this is. I think this is kind of Connor's like humor. It's kind of like. Sick and demented. <laughs> you don't know, but that's where you're going to go with that. Sure. <laughs> you don't think it's Conan the Beardarian? I have no idea who that is. Beard. It sounds like a combination Beard. of the. It sounds like them both. No, that, it sounds like you're combining both of their names when you do that. Could be Connor the Beardarian. You're like calling him Connor the Beardarian. I think it's the same person, or it's two people. All right, so you think it's? I want to go Connor. You want to go Connor? Yeah. I, I thought it was PC. Give me it one more time, Joe. In the sun, so I, I really want to challenge you. I know. Here. I'm, like, really, like, fighting it right now. I moved Dodgers fans off my list. I'm moving them off. Well, they do murder people. That should probably be a notch against them. I want to go Connor. I, I think, I, you know what? I, I Trying to say who could I hear saying that? Yeah. I can see it your let's way. Let's do it. Let's I'll go that way. Your way. Let's go. All right, let's go with that one. I moved like, Dodgers fans off of my list. I'm moving them off. Well, they do murder people, which oh, is probably a, that show. should be a notch against them. Dang it. I thought Josh was going to lose that for me sitting there. Uh, All right. We were were right there in the wheelhouse. Number four. Canceled. What you said. God, you're such a red weasel. Canceled. I don't want to be an ageist here, but Reggie Jackson should have no say in anything. 
You just gave another look at Beard. I know, I didn't mean to. <laughs> He's giving another look at Beard. Maybe this one's Connor. I don't feel like an old person saying this, so I'm going to roll out the bench. I agree with that. <laughs> I would roll out uh, PC2 here a little bit. Would you? I guess I shouldn't say the bench anymore. Um, New York sports and PC. Yeah, man. But he's 50. I don't want to be an ageist, but Reggie Jackson should have no say. I could see Paul saying this, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah, this is like, I think it's either Paul or Michael Connor. Oh, it's a good call again. Connor's going to probably be used because he is a. a and plus, Joe we George have to, disciple. like, give him the rub, too, because he's new. Right, and he's a Joe George disciple. Yeah, I think. I, I, I kind of want to go Connor again, but I just missed my last shot, so it's your turn. Joe, one more time. I don't want to be an ageist here. But Reggie Jackson should have no say in anything. Has Connor gotten away from being the, on the flagship enough to where he'd be willing oh, to yeah. take that shot at? He was wearing a Texan shirt the other day, so yeah. Mm. Call this old co-host a psycho his first day. Yeah, he did. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> if I, if <laughs> I didn't, well, that's different than if going I at his favorite team. If Astros. I didn't tell you guys that, that would have been the perfect. See, I, honestly, I thought he was. Uh, whenever I heard him at the other place, I, I only, honestly I thought he was not that he was critical of the Astros. I thought, he, but he, I thought he was fair with them. He's fair because that's like, what that was his main thing. Of all the of all their personalities, I felt like he was the most critical whenever he was there. To be honest, uh, okay, I, I think there was another one that might come to mind, but it's okay. Most, well, yeah, that's true. Um, but he was more he was more critical of like a specific person, okay. than the organization. Yep, yep. So you think this is this is Connor? I I, I I think it's Connor or Paul with a lean towards Connor. You don't think PC's in the mix? Not really. Okay. Um. Man, I, I don't have a lean either way. Then, I mean, I, I was. Let's thinking, go, Connor. Then, okay. Yeah, I don't, don't want to be an ageist here. Yes, but Reggie Jackson should have no. Ooh, we win. Winner, Ooh. winner, chicken dinner. We're That's back, tough. baby. Ooh. Hot start. Overcame Ooh. the speed bump of beard. And the one we got wrong, we and were right came there. Back. Yeah. We were right there. You're right there. We were right there. So All why right. don't we just finish strong and kick his ass? All right, number five. Royce Lewis is a player. That just, he's, he's not he a player, he's out. a pimp that just balls out right now. He doesn't what was know the baseball Steve, What was the Stephen A. Silas one? He's not a player. He's a – what was the old – the sports center – I think it was – I think it was not Stephen Smith. It was uh, Stuart Scott. He's not a – Oh. He's I, not a He's not a something. He just crushes a lot. Yeah. Like, remember the that's – a, that's, a, that's a Fat Joe song. Or, and Big but he's, But he said it on sports center. He's not a blank, but he crushes a lot. All right. Here's the full quote. I think he's not a player. I think he's not a player, but he crushes a lot. I think that was Stuart Scott. All right, Royce Lewis is a player. He's a rookie, so if he was with the Astros, he would have, like, 12 at-bats. <laughs> Patrick Creighton. You think it's PC? I mean, he loves baseball. Yeah. I mean, it could be one of the – Johnny the, G might know it. It could be one of the guys on the John Atlanta show. Yeah. So, <laughs> because he's talking about Yiner being on the bench. I'll see what I did there. Yeah, um, I did see what you did there. Yeah. I just didn't really like it. It's okay. You never do. <laughs> I, I think it's either John or uh, RPC. PC? I kind of lean John. I feel like – I feel like uh, – I feel now that PC's later, I feel like Joe's ignoring him a little bit more. To be fair, he only did like one show this week. See? So. There oh. you go. I think it's John. Okay. Well, we already won, so I don't really care. John, John Unless Granato. we were going for undefeated. Just stab me in the throat. John Granato. Ding, ding, ding. Royce yeah. Lewis wow. is <laughs> a player. <laughs> He's a rookie, so if he was with the Astros, he would have got like 12 at best. And you, you were prepared. You were I doing did it yesterday. yesterday. I did this yesterday. 
I thought that would help me. I, I didn't feel good going into it, but boy, do I feel good leaving it. That's that was tough. A Bro, if you put your head between your knees for an extended period of time, that feeling will go away. Oh, Right now I can't see, so it might help That's me. a weird thing to say. Well, when you get kicked in the grapes, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> put your head between your knees. Uh, car Wreck of the Day presented by CarWreckTexas.com. We already know what that is on a Friday. It's all the mean things that were said to us throughout the week. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Hey, before we go to the break, tell you about my good friend Doc Linville. Doc Linville, best in the business at the Neograph procedure. If you don't know what it is, but you got pattern baldness or you're thinning and you don't know if there's anything you can do about it, that's why you go see Doc Linville. The Neograft is actually getting your own hair back and taking your own hair and putting it where you need it most. Genetically, you're never going to lose it on the sides and the back of your head, no matter how bald you go in other areas. He takes some of it, puts it where you need it, and in no time at all, you are seeing results, you're getting your hair back, and you have more self-confidence and a better appearance. It's absolutely fantastic. Basically, all I'm going to tell you to do is try and get the information you need and see if it's right for you, too. Go to 975hair.com right now. It's free. There's no obligation. And right there, you can sign up for a a first appointment. Because you're going to 975hair.com, you're getting that appointment for absolutely free. You don't have to sign on the dotted line. No money out of pocket. Nothing that you have to commit to. Other people, $150 for the meeting and, and, and... they don't know if they're going to do the procedure either. You get all the information, you get all the facts, and then you do what's right for you. All you got to do is go to 975hair.com, make that appointment, talk and ask questions, get answers, figure out how the procedure works, how long it takes to see the full results, and, and what's going into it, and what you have to do to get out of it. It's absolutely fantastic. I did it. I could not speak more highly about the Neograft and the people that did it at Doc Linville's office. In my opinion, they are the best in the business. Check it out today. Go to 975 Hair. Com and see if the Neograft is right for you. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. We got weights and fish. We got weights and fish. There we oh, go. You need to head to Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage tonight. It is the best Tex-Mex in Houston. If you already have plans tonight, well, it's a good spot to watch some college football tomorrow, some Astro baseball tomorrow, NFL Sunday, Astros Sunday. Uh, Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage has the best fajitas, enchiladas to die for, and margaritas that hit just right. They also have happy hour every day of the week. Seven-day-a-week happy hour, weekend brunch deals that will blow you away as well. Also, it's the perfect game day spot. Big screen TVs on the games you want to watch. Uh, no one does better Tex-Mex, margarita, and sports than Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage. Place to be and also take advantage of their in-house game day, Jumbo Margaritas, for only $8 and $1 off draft beer while the Astros or Texans are playing. Or if you want to hang out at home, order the Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage Fiesta Packs and Margaritas to go. Your large or holiday parties are available for booking now. Learn more at TexMexGarage.com. Also, it's not the holidays without the Malas, and Valencia's has the best half dozen for less than 12 bucks, you got to get your hands on those. Stop by Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage, the Houston Garden Oaks Oak Forest on West 34th Street. Pet friendly. Also visit them online, TexMexGarage.com. Follow them on IG and Facebook at Tex-Mex Garage. Valencia's Tex-Mex Garage. Tex-Mex from scratch. On the northern bank of Buffalo Bayou, you'll find the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios at East River 9 and its current occupants, the Killer Bees. Here's Joel Blank and Jeremy Brenham. Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5, broadcasting live from East River 9. Thanks so much for them having us out. Huge TV on the outdoor patio nowadays. We're 
Uh, you want to hang out on the patio on days like today. Also, nine-hole uh, par three golf course that's fantastic. Full driving range. They got the pickleball courts out here. It's a great spot to do all of that, and the food is fantastic as well. Uh, also, thanks to General Ben for uh, sponsoring today's live broadcast out here at East River Nine. Also, Joe George will be here live from six until seven. He uh, he also conned. Uh, no he, con. He Michael Connor, Josh Beard to be here to do the. Uh, I I approve show it. with him. I approve vacation time, so I just told him. You want approvals? You got to be here at six. He chose to stay. So, how many people um, did you ask before you landed on Beard? Well, I kind of asked Michael and Josh, like in one, mm. and it was, and then Josh more volunteered than Michael. Okay, that was nice of him. He's been here the entire day. He's a team player. He's a team player. Yeah, he's a team player. Uh, Byron Buxton's taking live batting practice at Minute Maid Park and uh, hit one into the Crawford boxes. See mm. if he uh, if he makes the roster tomorrow. He's been dealing with a knee injury, but. Uh, the thing is, like, I, I doubt that he would be able to play defense. Royce Lewis can't play defense. I'd still be a little surprised if Buxton makes the roster, to be and, honest and with you. And then as he's, he brings you a lot of, of options offensively, but especially if it's, he's coming off a knee. I mean, Michael Taylor is a really good defensive outfielder. He made some good plays in the, in the wild card series. But he's not anywhere close to the kind of hitter, so I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, I expect that most major league teams are going to have guys that can cover some ground, that can play some defense in center field. But Buxton is a dangerous guy. When he's healthy and he's right, he, he has a lot of pop and he can do a lot of damage. And so that's fine if he can't play center field or he can't because we, we've heard what we've heard is is that the designated hitter spot is not available for him. So if he's not starting, then I'm, I feel a lot better. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd still be a little bit surprised if he makes the roster at all. And if he does, I imagine it would only be as like a pinch-hitting like situation because like Royce Lewis. Yeah, Lewis is your DH, they say, right? they say he can't play the field right now. Now, if he can somehow play one of the positions, that makes things a little bit different. But we've not heard anything uh, like that. All right, let's get to our Car Wreck of the Day presented by CarWreckTexas.com. You all right? My leg is broken. The bolt's oh, coming see. through. Let me see. Ah! Oh, you prick. Where's my fucking money? This is the Car Wreck of the Day brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com. <laughs> uh, mean text is how we uh, conclude the week. Mean text is our Car Wreck of the Day. It, only, it doesn't only apply to the, the text. It can be the... It can be the Twitchers, although we try not oh, to show lunatics. Twitchers any attention because they kind of feed off attention. It could be tweets. It could be whatever. Uh, 3338 with an original here. This one's pretty funny. Uh, just keep the killer bee's name. That way when uh, you guys get fired, they can just replace you with some other bee. That's 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 pretty good there. That's pretty good. Send though. me a list. For a list of bees? Yeah. What else you got? Don't do that. Uh, here's another one of the mean things that somebody said throughout the week. I'm just going to say this right now. I hope the new guy has better takes than Branham's. ESPN talks a lot of crap about the highway to hell, but y'all keep hiring them. What's next? The Baytown Baddies going to join and co-host with Paulie G? We haven't hired anyone from, well, <laughs> whoops. I guess you and Paul, myself, Josh. The, the new guy, though, is not. Yeah, he's the new guy is not. He's from the highway to hell. Is Beard, does Beard count? I mean, I don't know, Jeremy. We only did a show together. Yeah, I know, but he was, but he, he wasn't hired directly from there. No, he, That's yeah, true. He, like, he, wasn't, he was a free agent. He wasn't working there. Well, do whenever. I count? I don't think so. Okay. Right. To me, it's your, your most recent stop, well, I think. Well, it was his last full-time or his regular radio job. But he was, he was hosting shows at ESPN before he was full-time here. That's true. Like, I don't, 
I don't know. Beard's a, beard's a tricky one. That's but Connor's true. definitely not. Well, that, okay, that could have been said not. without having to figure out the equation. Well, does Paul count then? Paul, what do you mean? He's a tricky one. He is a tricky yeah. one. Yeah. Paul, I don't know. He was from Seattle. Yeah, Paul from, Paul, Paul from Seattle? Yeah. Yeah. He was he's a Seattle guy through and, and through. You thought he was out, and then he was in, and yeah. then he was back again. Yeah, so I don't know how I feel about that one. Honey glazed, uh, honey glazed Branham. That was Honey glazed Branham's mean text. He also said, on second thought, Paul and the Baytown baddie would be pretty entertaining. He'd be called Beauty and the Baddie. <laughs> <laughs> they tried that. Uh, you think there might have been? A, you think there might yeah. be a scrap or two that were? There might be some animosity oh, yeah. at some point. Yeah, I think so. Hard pass. I mean, anybody that's worked with the baddie, I think has you, not have you. That. I think three. Yeah, You've for like a, you, several months we were number one in the city. No, no, no. Have you had like? He's, has he gone at like gone um, at you? Uh, I mean, I like him personally. Professionally, uh, there was one time he's like, "This segment sucks." I was like, "Okay, what do you want to do?" And he didn't come up with anything. So then, <laughs> so then, so then, right before we went to break in the previous, segment, I was like, "Hey, do you want to tease the next segment?" And he was like, "Dumbfounded," which daily. I've never heard that before on air. Uh, somebody, we were talking about education the other day, and uh, Wisconsin education got brought up, mm. and this texture said on Ed, on Wisconsin education, they're teaching about the origins and history of cheese. Can you confirm or deny that that happens in Wisconsin? Do you have a cheese class? Do you have class no, on cheese? No, you don't have class because when you come out of the womb, when you're nursed you off the know. bottle, you just know. You know beer and you know cheese. That's part of the deal. When oh. you're from Wisconsin, these are the things you don't need to be educated on. You already know. Fair. So how do you learn about it? You just know. You just you know? know? Your parents... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, my dad had me drinking out of his beer glass when we were like three or four. You know, it's just you learn about beer and you learn about cheese. And you What's your first real beer? Um, three or four? Not a full one. Like, like I just sit back and have one? Yeah. I didn't drink until I was, 20, until I was 18. Oh, man. I was bat boy for my dad's softball yeah. team. Yeah. I was hanging out with some people who goodie. were older than me when I was 15, and it was a, a life-changing experience. I'm sure. Yeah, it was yeah, a life-changing experience. I didn't drink until I was 18. Oh my college. God. Like my my dad would, you know, take us after softball games. The whole team would go out for drinks, and they had the, the kitty glasses. King of Twitch says, just like uh, ninety seven five stealing Highway to Hell's Texan shtick, never apologize. A lot of the Twitchers aren't happy that we've been pro Texans lately. It's been all week. Yeah, uh, Joel needs to stick to talking about the Rockets. Hmm. I don't remember that was in. What that pertain to, and then Lucas says, "This is why ninety-seven-five is in the dumps." That's whenever I suggested that Titus Howard was going to play left guard. Well, guess what? I think Titus Howard's probably going to play left guard. Yep. All right, it's going to do it for us. Thanks to uh, well, Joe didn't really do any hard work today. I Thanks to much. Joe for coming out and watching this uh, device. Thanks to John Belmer for doing all the hard work. He's blank. I'm Brandon. We'll talk to you on Monday, Houston. The bullpen with Joe Jose Jorge and Josh Beard is up next on ESPN ninety-seven-five and ESPN ninety-two-five. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 are proud to bring you every Houston Astros playoff game this postseason. The Houston Astros have won the World Series. That's right. Join us live in beautiful FM Fidelity to catch every exciting inning of Astros playoff baseball and get legitimate analysis from the best lineup in Houston sports radio. Astros playoff baseball live on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. And the party is on. Here in Houston.